Wow. Well, the speaker for this session is somebody very precious to me. And I know that he's full of the anointing. If you can be a Christian in your home and be like you are the same in both places, you are a Christian. So tell your neighbor that the reason why you are quarreling with your neighbor is because outside you are a Christian, but at home we are not sure. We are not sure what you are in the house. Hallelujah. But he is also a very anointed teacher of the word. Amen. Many times when I want to start a series, I'll check if he has preached something like that and listen to what he has said because a teacher is explaining something. Are you there? He's also somebody with a heartbeat for souls and a bona fide son of Bishop Dag Hayward Mills. Amen. Anointed to build churches and to send people out to work for the Lord. I have watched him win souls one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, normally there are some people when they come, if a mormon is coming, I won't even try to say much, but he would take him word for word. Word for word. Word for word and prove to you that Jesus is the Son of God and He's the way and the truth and the life. Hallelujah. I can't wait to hear what He has for us this morning. And so I want you to help me if you stand to your feet, giving honor to whom honor is due. Let us welcome the chairman of the Bantama Council, my husband, and the cover over my head, your teacher, your bishop, and your father, Bishop Patrick Cruz. Come on, give it up for this morning. That's hallelujah. Well, um, it's been some fantastic days we have we have spent here. Can, can the volume go up? Or oh, this is maximum volume. This is maximum. Okay. If it goes up, I'll be very happy. Yeah, it can go up. I I, I believe it. Well, um, as I was saying, it has been, it's been a fantastic, this is day three. Yeah. It's amazing. And um, we have heard very, very important life-changing messages, life and ministry changing messages. And, and the, first, the first day, I mean, Bishop, Bishop Frederick really showed us what it is the keys to evangelism so good that he preached it twice <laughs> it was so good oh put your hands together bishop bishop fred yeah and, and his wife it was so fantastic and um it has made me really as i was coming for this conference i i came because i was invited yeah but as as the conference started and began to have the speakers speaking then i saw that it is a divine inspired encounter that it, we didn't just come but god had planned something for us 
Oh, if you are clapping, clap well. So I believe that, I believe that um, Sister Joy heard from God to, to start this, establish this conference. And, and I think it has come to stay. Yeah, it has come to stay. Yeah, we are sure already after day three, year one, episode one, season one, day, it has come to stay. We are not going anywhere again. Yeah. And, um, and, and the whole idea of conferences is some churches never do conference. Or when they do conference, they speak two hours, then they go away. But the whole idea of a conference from morning till night is because of a man who does conferences. And sometimes there are days. Uh, I, I, there's a, a famous story of a, a man, a conference we had, a camp we had, and uh, one of our pastors was going out during the break time. And as he was going out, he met a man standing outside. And he said, the man is still preaching. <laughs> the man is still preaching because he had been preaching since morning and it was in the afternoon and he had not seen some before <laughs> the man is still preaching he's still preaching <laughs> and we are preaching too i said we are preaching too amen and and so this morning we really must recognize our father our prophet the evangelist yes Yes, without him, I'd be a pharmacist selling paracetamol. Yeah. Your clapping is not. not yeah. Amen. Without a father, you are nothing. You don't exist. You can't be good or bad. You are nothing. Without a father, you are. Even air is better than you. And that is why everything we do, we have to remember is the fathers who brought us forth and made us what we are today. And thank God for them that this is the fruit of their labors. And Bishop, we thank you so very much for every investment into our lives. Amen. And yesterday we were so blessed with um, Bishop Edwin. I mean, Bishop Ogo. The, our specialist assistant evangelist so fantastic his his understanding of the books is at another level and i always say he's the evidence that working with the bishop i mean elijah elisha they walked and they talked he walks and talks and you can see clearly there's something on him that shines has an aroma and i believe that um all of us walking and talking by a podcast by poemano by macarius by macane whatever it is you get somewhere higher than where you are now amen and um this morning i'm supposed to share something and uh oh don't worry <laughs> and what you see when you are when you are working with god you must we walk by faith, not by sight. That means that there are times when you must close your eyes. If your eyes are open, your default setting is you gravitate towards sight. 
once you can see something straight away you are affected and you are influenced so when you walk with the lord sometimes you have to close your eyes do you understand like you're going to do something very hard you just close your eyes and do it well this is not a hard thing but um when you are about to share something that is for day one on day three you must close your eyes and share it <laughs> you must close your eyes and share it i was going to change it for the day three message but i said no it's my first message of being on this pulpit and uh, i will not change it and i don't feel like changing it too because if i change it i am bound to pressure from human beings to try to impress you tell somebody i don't care what you think i i didn't you didn't vote me to become a bishop <laughs> so i don't i'm not campaigning for your affection i'm not campaigning for your approval i'm not campaigning for you to like me oh no 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 those who like me they like me those who don't like me they will never like me so there's no campaign here amen so i'll share what i plan to share from day one so this is this is and i'm very happy because my you know um this book everybody must have one because one of the key things that the evangelist says in this book chapter one of this book is people accuse him of sharing the abc's of the gospel and those who think that he doesn't have revelation they are showing their uh, spiritual uh, uh, ignorance a deficiency because if you think that sharing the gospel makes you uh, an anointing free person who is just sharing the basics then you don't understand spirituality and and one reason why this book is so important is actually it may be quite difficult for some people to preach salvation it may be quite difficult for some people to have to explain to somebody why he should come to church and not just sit here but give his life to christ why he should believe in heaven we have all not seen before why he should believe in a god we don't know where he lives where he comes from what is eternity no beginning no end it, it is not in our understanding as human beings the concept of eternity it, it doesn't work because we will live in time so a world where there's no time it doesn't make sense and, and and actually salvation may be quite difficult to preach if you are anointing free that is why he has a sign of the anointing is to preach the gospel to the poor illiterates who don't know much that is a sign of the anointing hallelujah and so this morning we are going to fundamentals amen basic things and when you have a deeper clearer understanding of the basic things um, no other foundation can emanate other than is laid and that is Christ Jesus when you have a good foundation you can build any house as high as you like as as big as you like and the house will stand and so we, we don't it doesn't pain us at all to rebuild re-strengthening re-establish the foundations and as we do i believe that all of us are becoming better and better christians is it a good idea 
Put your hands together. Let us pray. Father, thank you so very much for every opportunity we have to share fellowship, to come together like this. Thank you that as we are here, it's not by chance, it's not by coincidence, it's not by luck that you have drawn us, but it's a divine supernatural plan of yours that everyone here should hear these words and they should change us and make us to become more and more like Jesus. I pray that this process will continue slowly or quickly, however you determine, until the full day. Thank you so very much in Jesus' name and all the saints say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. And I want to thank once again Sister Joy for conceiving and birthing this concept, this conference. Oh, if you are clapping, clap. What's, what's it? This conference. God bless you, my dear wife. Though you're my wife. It's not everybody who can say this. Amen. Um, let's just start by talking about evangelism, which we have discussed it at length over the past two days. So some parts of my message are easier. I don't have to explain as much. So I'll just brush over those parts. But um, we are talking about evangelism, and that is the saving of souls. And um, there are certainly many people who um, don't have... Do you all have this book? Does everybody here have this book? Ask your neighbor, do you have this book? If you don't have it, you are some way. No, it's a very, I don't know how else to describe it. If you, if you are here for this conference where we are talking about evangelism and you don't have this book, um, how you can preach salvation, which if you could preach, you would have the book because the book helps you preach. And if you can't preach, you need the book to learn how to preach because by the time we are finished here, we will understand that all of us need to preach salvation. And that is the point I want to make this morning. All of us need to preach salvation. And that is why this book is not a manual for evangelists alone, but it's a book that our Father has written for all the UD members and even all the world. And, and that is why you must ask anybody, do you have this book again? You must just check anybody, do you have this book? I don't know, ask him for it and get a reply. Do you have the book? If he says no, raise your hand and say, there's somebody here who is not correct. You, you must have the book. Now, the, the, the key is this. Many of us consider ourselves as Christians. Many of us thereafter, when you begin to work for the Lord, the first thing is you see yourself as a pastor. As a pastor. And now, if you have gone to school small and your English is good, then you add teacher to your qualifications. And if you have one or two dreams and you lay hands on somebody and the person falls down, then you add prophets. <laughs> oh, it's not so. You add prophets to your titles. And then when you have been able to plant one, two, three churches, 
apostle. <laughs> it's very simple. Have you noticed that they bypassed evangelists? Have you noticed? And I think it was Bishop Freddie who said that the evangelists are singers. When you hear evangelists, something that comes to sing with accordion or, or, or something. They are the evangelists. Yeah, somehow in our progression as Christians, in our maturity, we pass from uh, uh, believer, serious Christian, they become shepherd, pastor, uh, teacher, prophet, and then apostle. When you have reached the pinnacle, the apostle. And somehow we don't ever consider evangelists as one of the, the key steps. And that's maybe why our churches are stagnating in large measure because the reproducing parts of the church is not working, is maybe not existent. And, and what is also very interesting, which is why I keep asking how many have this book? Because when you ask people um, about evangelism, most of us are not interested. I mean, that, that's the bottom line. We are not interested. It, it was made so clear yesterday when Bishop Ogo was talking about the vision and those in the sea and those on the platform. I mean, there was a nice picture of a couple where beloved those in on the platform. Yeah, I mean, they were sitting at the edge of the sea, and the and they were, I mean, his sweetheart is by him and he's looking to her face. He can't see their people. They as for interest in evangelism is near zero and it's uh, yeah look at them i wish it was me and my wife sitting there in our in our house not at the church place no in in in, in our house not at the place here but you see uh, um how much time do i have 11. okay beautiful you know so so many of us are not are not concerned with the evangelistical ministry. We are, we are, I mean, and we are just, we don't even intend to go there at all. Um, and when you ask about evangelists, we, we say that we are not. We, we, I think we can easily confess that, oh, as evangelist, I am not. Happily. Then we are excused from all the responsibilities that are part of this um, evangelistic ministry. But this morning, um, you see, one of the things that 1 Corinthians chapter 14, where uh, Paul tells us to um, follow after charity, um, that's follow after charity. I think you agree with me, it's to every Christian. It's not to uh, bad Christians or boy Christians or girl Christians or it's not to any, any particular person Christian. It's to all of us to follow after charity. Look at your neighbor. May you love me. Look at your neighbor. May you love me. It's charity. That's showing charity. <laughs> yeah, we are supposed to show love. Love. One day we'll talk about love. But um, follow after charity to all of us and then desire spiritual gifts yeah desire spiritual gifts and then he goes on that also prophesy 
Now, not all of us are prophetic. I mean, in Kumasi, we have our prophets. Yeah, they have tower. One day I'll buy a tower. Just to try and also boost my prophetic ministry. <laughs> but there are many who are happy to be prophetic. But um, uh, many of us are not. But there are many who wish they were. And so they are very happy for this verse that rather desire, desire that ye may prophesy. And here he's talking to all believers. That is why 2 Timothy says, do the work of an evangelist. Yeah, that is also now to all of us. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So every single person born again is obliged, obligated, supposed to do the work of an evangelist to fulfill their ministry. Hallelujah. And because many of us do not do the work of an evangelist, the ministry of the church in our day, in our time, is not being fulfilled. That is why many, many churches, they are, they are stagnant. Amen. Amen. And so this morning, um, you should be interested in evangelism. Hallelujah. And I just want to summarize, um, give us a few a few points a few points about why you should you should want to do the work of an evangelist um, it's all in the books it's all in the books I've just fished them from different places and put them together in a way that I like my father's book is my book some I can edit there's no copyright I can edit it and like right now we are paid our money, uh, we have preached the message, uh, if I pay copyright, we are finished. <laughs> you know. So the first point is that this, this is why Jesus came. Why? To save souls. This is, this is the simple, re- I mean, Matthew chapter 1, which is what Bishop Edwin gave us yesterday. All the scriptures I want have already come up because it's the same topic. You know, that uh, you call his name Jesus for he will save us us from our sins that's why he came yeah that's why he came he will save us me and you who are the chief sinners he will save us from our sins and jesus came to save there are many gospels bishop freddie also told you the gospel of prosperity gospel of so many things but he preached the gospel of the kingdom so jesus came to save us from our sins hallelujah Along the way, he did many things, but that is not why he came. That is, he didn't come to prosper us. He didn't come to give you long life. I mean, even long life, you know, these days, hard as it is, one must begin to consider the reality that some people will live short lives. Yeah, and, and it's sad and it's hard, but that's the reality. Because the son that God loved, pa, not you, but the son that God loved, pa, how many years did he live? 33 years. You're almost there. You're almost there. Yeah, and, and this is his, his favorite son, oh, and you are a bad boy in the house. So, so all these are, these are not why uh, uh, Jesus came, to give you long life. 
if you have long life it's a blessing you will say amen. amen if you are if you have lived more than 30 years say praise the lord you are in injury time yeah that, yeah and he didn't come to prosper us i mean prosperity is not at all the reason why jesus came no 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 luke chapter 19 is what he came to seek and to save the lost you know that reality has been shelved in many of us our thinking that scripture has become a nice quotation zacchaeus come down from the tree and that's where the story ends today i'll be in your house and i mean that's the story we know no no it ends by saying that he came to seek and to save the lost and so all of us this element i mean yesterday what um, bishop ogo said you cannot do anything in church that is not evangelistic you you cannot you cannot be an usher be a chorister be anything and you are simply an usher or a chorister it cannot be everything must end in soul winning and growth i didn't hear an amen. amen and anybody who's arguing is doing the useless argumenting that uh, he mentioned those you're arguing about nothing if you're arguing that oh you know we don't have time we have uh, uh, rehearsals we have um meetings we come to clean the hall by the time you have finished cleaning the hall we are tired we have to go home hey you're in the wrong place and you haven't understood the purpose of your calling and many of us don't under you see many of us our being when you come to church you sometimes think that the pastor is lucky i'm here yeah today i came i mean they're lucky, they're lucky i came you, you see it as somebody is being blessed that you came. No, 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 no. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. And that must be uppermost in all our thinking. Is it, is it clear? Is it very clear? It, it means, once you are, you see, yesterday too, I, I loved another thing he said. Uh, each member, one member, one soul. Each member should bring one person. And he said, in a month in a month a month is too easy but it's okay we'll take it like that in a month it is critical it is a part of our understanding of our calling that jesus came to seek and to save the lost amen, amen. and so it must be uppermost in our minds so reason number one I, I, i'm just going on because number one has been dealt with extensively by all the other speakers but it is the key is the most important reason of all and how many want to be like jesus hey you want to be like jesus but who was jesus he said follow me and i'll make you what so if i follow you what will i become if i follow you what will i become a church member sitting at the third row I follow you and I just do what you are doing what will I become I'll just be sitting down in church you come late and you go early and excuse me if it's not you but many of you you don't tithe and those who tithe don't tithe properly it's not 10% it's flat rates just give something every month you know so so if i'm to follow you i won't be happy where you are taking me 
And when we say, I want to be like Jesus, what do we mean? What do we mean? The Jesus who we confess, we claim, we want to be, he was a soul winner. He saw a tax collector, I care for your soul. He saw fishermen, I care for your soul. He saw a prostitute, I care for your soul. Everybody he saw, I care for your soul. Whose soul do you care for? At this point, it's just, it's been dealt with already, so I, I will not spend much time here. But this is the key. You want to be like Jesus. They say that Jesus had a, a, a donkey, a limousine. He had a, a nice robes, which were what's being bargained for by the centurion. So he was rich and no problem. No problem. He had a limousine. He had a Nissan Patrol. No problem. <laughs> he had a, a, a nice t-shirt. No problem. You can have all those two. But are you a soul winner? You can have all those two. No problem. But take the whole package. Don't take some and pick one and leave one that I like the dress, I like the car, I like the glory, but I don't like the cross. And I don't like the... No, 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 no. In fact, the cross is another topic that is also dying in our church. We should do a conference of the cross. Yeah, we should do it one day. Conference of the cross because it's necessary to remember the cross. Hallelujah. So, point one. The first point is Jesus came as a soul winner to seek and to save the lost. Why you should be an evangelist-minded person? Why you should, you should be concerned about soul winning? Why this book should concern you? Because, number one, Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. That's why he came. Amen. Amen. Number two, why you should be concerned about soul winning? Because many are perishing. Many are perishing. In, this, in, in the vision we saw a wild, angry, dark sea, dark clouds, lightning, everything uh, so fearful. And many were in the sea. Cursing, screaming, complaining, shouting for help going down coming up going down some to come up no more again and some to come up and continue screaming all the while asking for help but there were many in the sea and the sea is big oh come on see it's not like 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 a muslim tree that is the sea where you can see the end no the sea you can't see the end i mean the sea is big amen and Bible says many are perishing. Look, Ma- Matthew chapter seven. Matthew chapter seven and verse thirteen. It says, "Enter ye in at the straight gates, for wide is the gates, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many." Many there be which go in there at. Bishop Haji, welcome. I'm happy to see you. Many, many are perishing. Amen. Amen. One of the sad realities of, of life is as we are here this morning, somebody just died. Oh, in fact, not somebody. Many have just died. One of the sad facts is. Um, 
road accidents. Uh, is it Ghana where uh, 5,600 people die a year? You know, 5,600. I mean, 5,600 out of 24 million. It's not too bad. Uh, I mean, 5,024 million. It's not too bad a, a year. But you see, a year is 365 days. And then if you break down the 5,000 into 365 days, it means that every single day, every single day, about 15 people die. Every single day. Every day. Many are perishing. I mean, when you talk about those who are killed by malaria, every single day. You see, the figures sometimes are mind-boggling. It, it, they, they make you not understand what it is. But when you break it down to, to uh, uh, daily or hourly uh, um, quantities that you can understand, then you see that many are perishing. Hallelujah. And many people are perishing. As you are coming here, many people are sitting somewhere. And today, Kra is, is, a, is a Thursday, so it's difficult to really see that many are perishing. Sunday, I said Sunday, when you are going to church, how many are walking with you to church? Sunday, when you are going to church at the trotter station, how many in the trotter are going to church? The driver and the mate, they have no such plan. They are busy going about their business. Sunday, unless you don't open your eyes, at every traffic light, there are a lot of people selling. Sunday, selling everything. Handkerchief, uh, uh, bentos, uh, masks, nose masks, everything. You can do shopping in your car these days. Sunday, at the shop. Sunday, yeah. No, everybody is there. And, and Sunday, as you are driving or being driven, you will see a lot of people sitting on their verandas, gathering under trees, under every place, playing dummy, just chatting, wearing singlet, wearing shorts, just sitting there. No plans for church. Many are perishing. And, and you see, people will say that, oh, the keep fit people, they will say that, I do my keep fit early, then after I bath, and I go to church. Do you believe them? Do you believe them? If you lie, at all. One of my friends, he will go and bath and do everything. When he finishes, he's going to play, eat omoto. That's it. Yeah. Many are perishing. Many of us who come from multi-family homes, I trust you, you are renting a room, or you are in a family house or something. As you are going to church on a Sunday morning. Are there not many more people sitting in the house? Some are pony fufu as you are wearing your dress to go to church. Eh? Some are washing. Some are just sitting down chatting, catch up on gossip. Just the Sundays, you see, many are perishing. We have become immune. One day, I went to do visitation. And I was told, I was going to see a certain particular guy. And um, they told me his house is over there. So I went. When I got to over there, the first thing I saw was a huge baller. Hey! The baller was baller. Pa. I tell you. 
when I got down from the car and I opened the car door, mm, the sense it it was overwhelming. So I asked, where is the guy's house? They said, just here. I was happy. They said, just here. So I, you know, when you are in a very bad place like that, you must stop breathing, hold your breath. And then as you hold your breath, you just breathe small and then you just keep moving. So I said, the house is, luckily it was just here by the baller. B- bad luck, but also luck. So I rushed to the house. Mm, and I got them. Then he came out and said, Charlie, are you, are you here? Yes, I said, I want to talk to you. He said, okay. I said, let's go, let's go, let's go. And he was walking slowly. <laughs> I said, hurry, hurry. He said, what is it? I said, it's too bad. He said, what is too bad? I said, the sense. He said, which sense? Which sense? Then I said, yes it's called accommodation acclimatization he has acclimatized and accommodated himself to the environment many of us we are used to seeing people sitting down we it's normal in fact if one day you are going to church and there's no one sitting there you panic you, you what, what's going on what what do they know that i don't know is there a coup is there something has happened are there armaments on the street uh, uh, is there some not rapture on the Christian? <laughs> As you are going to church and there's nobody on the street, you will panic because you are so used to seeing people on the streets, packed people doing every kind of crazy thing. We are so used to it that we no longer see that many are perishing. Many are perishing, not a few. A lot of people are dying. They are perishing all. The, I mean, as we are sitting here, they have died. They are dying and and they will die. Many are perishing. Amen. Are, are you listening to me? You see, we are we have become I don't know, I don't know how to say it. We have become so immunized. Immunized that when we see it, even you see, even the children, the people at the traffic lights, that on Sunday you stop to buy a handkerchief. Did you ask the young man why he's standing here selling handkerchief on Sunday and why he didn't go to church? We are happy to buy handkerchief, happy to buy hacks, PK, happy to buy things. We are happy somebody is selling it on a Sunday. And, 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 and Lord have mercy on, on those of us who are store owners, business owners, and your people work on Sunday. You are the employer, and your people work on Sunday. Recently, I called somebody. Somebody I heard he was working on Sunday. I called him and said, "No, it's not appropriate. You are a Christian. You have a, a business that you own, and it is working on Sunday." I said, "Maybe Sunday they have good markets for your products. Maybe, but it's not appropriate. You are making somebody sit in your store Sunday hours." No, it's wrong. One of the things I object is traveling on Sunday morning. You do church in the VIP bus. Is that your church hall? VIP bus. Ah, either I stay in Accra and go to church and go after the service, or I don't go at all. But we have become so immunized. Amen. 
and and it is many are, are perishing either through ignorance or or, or through um, deception you know it, it's it's we'll, we'll come to that they are perishing um, when we you see when we say they are they are perishing you would say that oh but those sitting on the roadside it doesn't mean they are perishing after all we too how many have been on a VIP bus on Sunday before on a VIP bus on a Sunday yeah and are you perishing no you're not perishing how many have done jogging Sunday morning before yeah you're not perishing so uh, we, uh, we may be wrong to assume that um, those we see walking around are perishing maybe they are going to church later or they've already been to early mass six o'clock mass they have had their communion the wafer they've come back so uh, maybe we are assuming that they are perishing and and we shouldn't think that they are perishing you know something they are perishing they are perishing how you see how can you know perishing is the end result of a life so how can we know that they are perishing merely by looking at them we can know by extrapolation yeah it's a word yeah because because the judgment day when jesus comes that is when we will know who is perishing and who is not perishing as for heaven there'll be surprises yeah prepare for a surprise that some asha be may be wearing a crown I will end there. <laughs> but you see, judgment, judgment is, is um, very difficult because we look on the outside and we can't see the real hearts of people. And so we are very fast to see that. Uh, we are not sure who is perishing and who is not perishing. And so listen, let's take our time. After all, um, one day I was talking to a man about um, the ministry and he said and I was just thinking that you know all these I'm so happy that now we are praying for the Asian countries I'm so happy because I was talking to him years ago about you know all these people who are born somewhere it's not their fault if you are born in a village in India you are born in a village in, in, in Pakistan a village in, 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 in Nepal it's not your fault you didn't hear that gospel then he said oh he and his friends they go to nepal every year and they climb the himalayan mountains and they go to the villages and they preach to them look people are doing things so i said people are doing things so they are, they are preaching so you will say that we cannot be sure about what is happening that uh, many are perishing maybe not many are perishing but maybe we have two case studies number one genesis chapter six when god looked on the world and the whole world was very crooked as the world is today he said i'm gonna send a flood to destroy all the bad guilty people on the earth and when that flood came on the earth how many were saved out of the whole population of the earth 
how many were saved eight people eight people the whole world of thousands of people and only eight came out don't tell me many are saved many are perishing another example was when god looked down from heaven and he saw two cities that are challenging us for evil and wickedness sodom and gomorrah they, if they came back to life today they will not be no, they'll be normal oh they'll be just another american city uh, uh, english city oh just another place where we are doing what we like and when god said i'm going to judge sodom and gomorrah how many came out of that place three three yeah don't tell me they're not perishing they are perishing many are walking around looking okay but they are perishing no no take your time a rich man died the sad thing about rich men is that people tell them lies nana chief oga masa boss chairman honorable we 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 flatter them we flatter rich men that's why when a rich man is leaving your church as a pastor is paining you because you're you're not happy with it yeah a rich man died and bible tells us clearly he went to hell clearly and it is after he got there in hell that he changed his mind about evangelism and decided to become evangelistic minded but that is not the point the point is he said while he was in hell that mr abraham i need an evangelist to go to my family house why i have five brothers who are just like me and on earth they look okay as i looked okay but from above or below wherever you are from looking on the world i can see that they are on the same path to this place i can see and you see many families many families everybody in their house is going to hell everybody look many are perishing many are perishing the the man could see that his brothers are hell bound i mean they are coming straight here and he said somebody must go that is why if one person in a family becomes born again oh what a breakthrough because light has come and when one person one no matter how young or how old or even a child one person in a family becomes born again light has entered i tell you there's hope for the rest of the family let, let me let me give you two examples when i was in school i was on campus one of my friends was in architecture uh, uh, first year normal we're all normal citizens all normal human beings normal human beings students yeah and then he was in architecture and then he he got born again i don't know how big the class is now 
but in those days they were 16. One six. That was the that was the architecture class. They were 16. My class was 30, so I don't know how many they had in our pharmacy. We'll discuss it after church. So this, my friend, first year, second year, he became born again. Um, Akito, the second year. By fifth year, out of 16 in his class, 14 were born again. Yeah. By sixth year. Fire on them. Con- ah, he, he, he born me again too. <laughs> I don't know. This. Is that correct English? Is that good English? He born me again. So, aside from the Akito guys who became born again, I'm one of his products. And out of the class, his own classmates, it was a relentless evangelizing person talking to his guys. One, one person in a class of 16 became born again. After five years, 14 were born again. When one soul is one in a house, there's hope for the whole house. I said there's hope for the whole house. That's why, listen, even, even a child, you see, many of us overlook saved ministry. Even a child, when a child becomes born again in a house, I tell you, light comes in the house. A child. One day, somewhere in Ghana, I won't say where, one, one man, he was, his job was at uh, a shrine. That was his job. He was, he was, his friend is the one who told us this, you know. So he told his friend this and his friend told us. His, he was the shrine keeper, the, the man at the shrine. He was the one who called the spirits and the spirits will call, talk to him. And, and they would be speaking through him. He had a calabash where things would come up from the calabash. And then one day he went to call the spirits. They didn't come. He called the spirits. They didn't come. No results. So he... he he relaxed or maybe today they're on strike so he relaxed the next day he called them they didn't come and so on the third day when you called them and they didn't come he went to their second meeting place to meet them at the second meeting place and he got there when he got there to the second meeting place then they he asked the 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 the, the, the <laughs> Yeah, you knew them. He asked them, why, why are they not coming again? Because when I call you, you're not coming. They said, no, there's something in your house. We can't come again. I said, what is it by house? Said, there's something in your house. So he came back to his house. And they began to look for the something. He searched their whole house. He couldn't find anything. And as he was finishing his search, he saw his son's uh, school uniform hanging on the door then he just check uh, he saw Gideon's Bible in the back pocket of the son's of the son's shorts he called the boy beat him well <laughs> he beat the boy well because the boy's Bible has driven away the, the things but one little boy who got the gospel and became born again brought salvation into the house 
and the man began to think how can this book alone drive away all my dwarfs there's something more powerful in my book than in the dwarfs he began to think and so uh, you see a little boy who became born again listen many are perishing oh whole families are perishing and you are walking away past we are immunized we are so immunized one little boy that is why bishop eddie tells us he became born again as a 13 year old 11 year old 11 year old sorry minus two years 11 year old an 11 year old boy when you see them you say he's nothing i mean 11 year old boy he's a shoe shine boy that's what he can do or a, or a troll troll mate he's not a proper human being to spend time on but because we don't see him as among the many who are perishing they are perishing right before our eyes even a little boy if you see i want you to look at a little boy here if a little boy here is listening to the message you'll be amazed at what they are hearing because these little boys if there's a little boy in your room and you are sleeping together you will see that you understand things <laughs> he will understand things yeah yeah you said my wife was talking to my son your daughter is four years old but she can be she can hear things yeah little children understand things but we have no mind for for the many who are perishing so we don't care but if we care every little boy little girl every single person who you win it brings light into a house salvation is coming and the rich man saw that my five brothers they are coming here if i don't do something they will come here and and i don't know whether they came or not many are perishing yeah joel chapter 3 and that's why verse, verse 14 that's why it says multitudes multitudes are standing in the valley of decision every day somebody must decide every day so you see look every day we are moving there is somebody's chance for salvation every day what was the scripture multitudes they are they are you see in the valley of decision it means you must choose choices we don't have time you must choose what you're going to do with your life we must choose to obey or not to obey but they must choose to hear what we are saying and respond to it and everybody has his day i don't know how it works and that is why you can never decide i finished preaching you can never say that this guy I'm, i've had it with you no god never gave up on you many of us you are bad boys and bad girls before and, and you you were you were brought to church many false starts you came stop came stop came bad boy in church didn't stop when you have been in church some of you cry you are it's good to stop church for a while because we were too bad at that time yeah but we have we have come to we have come to finally accept christ and become something here no many are perishing and and multitudes not just a few multitudes are have to decide bishop asks if you're going to save the whole world would you send just a few people 
if you're going to save multitudes will you send just a few luckily luckily one person makes a difference that's the power of the gospel luckily luckily if even one person goes to a class if your classmates after four years of being in, in, in school and your classmates are no better off after school yeah you are a very useless christian i mean yesterday bishop bishop will go made it very clear that if you are where, where you you george where are your fruits after six years of playing the piano as he spoke he spoke to me too not only you he spoke to me too don't smile he spoke to me too no we are we are all guilty we are we have not been ministry minded we have just been okay to just watch multitudes pass into into destruction just watching them we have no we don't we don't care and a, a house where there's no salvation eesh, there's no light in the darkest light i tell you in the darkest light when you light a match makes a big difference one little useless match in the darkness of the blackout it makes a big difference and that is why no matter how little how small how illiterate the person you are talking to if you can get one person born again you've made a big difference for eternity made a big difference multitudes multitudes are, are, are perishing not even that alone not even that alone but aside from the multitudes out there who are perishing some of us who are in the church they're also perishing some who are in the that's that's why he, he says not all who say to me lord lord not everyone that says unto me the same matthew 7 21 lord lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven many will say to me in that day lord lord have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works then will i profess unto them I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You know, there are two types of, of church members who will not go to heaven. There are two types. There are those who work iniquity. There are the church members who are bad. Those who are still into serious sin. I don't know what you call serious sin, so don't ask me. It's up to you to define yourself. But there are those who are... And you see, any sin you do long enough, your heart becomes hardened. And then you cease to respond to God. Fornication should not take you to hell, but it can. Because after a while, when we talk to you, 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 don't, you, you become immune to the voice of your pastor. You don't plan to stop. So after a while, you don't hear any longer what they are saying about fornication. That, that will not extend to all they say about church. You come to church, you just sit down quietly under protest. The church finishes, you just go away. And then gradually, you are falling out of church. So every sin, every sin can take you out of church. 
and the censor in the church. Yeah. I mean, one, once I was in my church, I was preaching, and I was telling them, look, a lot of people, I don't know whether it's the same here, but a lot of people, especially young men, they have pornography on their phones. And then as I was preaching, then somebody said, Bakuwaha, Bakuwaha, Bakuwaha. There's one year I know he has it on his phone. In our churches. In our churches. Yeah. There are, I mean, we have church members who uh, are into witchcraft. Yeah. We have, look, not Sakawai, they have witchcraft. I mean, some of them have beads and other things on their waist, on their wrist. They say, oh, it's beads, beads. It's not a bead, it's something. It's something. Some of you, have, you are in church, you are looking innocent. You have come from an all night with a witch somewhere. You have gone to sit under a drive. You have drunk concoctions. You have bathed things. You have washed things. You have cut things. You have pressed things into you. Yeah, and you are a Christian. And you are a Christian. Prophet Kakra talks about things he has seen that he has gone down into the innermost parts of the earth where power is being shared. Not godly power, evil power. And he has seen pastors and other Christians coming to collect power. He said he knows them, only he wouldn't tell us. I said, don't tell us. If you tell me, you spoil my mind. He can handle me. I don't want to do it. In church, that is why every service, we must do altar call. Maybe one day you repent. Last Sunday in my service, a chorister came and answered altar call. I was happy. Yeah, I was happy. Yeah. As we are in church here, some of us are actively bad. Actively deliberately bad you are a church member you are a church member please don't bear foot after your own kind just be there stare at her but you are in church actively bad really bad and and don't think that you're in church is also going to cover you it's not going to cover you amen so we have those in church who are who are perishing those who are, are actively bad but we have also another group of people in our churches who are also perishing. The Matthew 25 people, five virgins, who were foolish. The Bible says there were ten virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. And when the, when the time came, Verse 11. Verse 11. And when the bridegroom came and he entered into the house for the feast, afterwards came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. They were virgins. No, no, they, they, they didn't change along the way to become criminals. Or, or crooks they were virgins and they said Lord open unto us and he said verily I say unto you I don't know you and these are also people in our churches and and 
when you ask what what did they do wrong they lacked one thing oil they they lack they are, in their case there's no question of sin or no 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 only one thing they lacked oil they lacked oil they lack an oil is symbolic of the holy ghost presence of of the power of god working in our midst and when you don't work for god you don't need oil when you don't work for god when you are just happy content to come to church sit down in your pew and go back again come sit down go back again and you are okay you don't need oil you're okay yeah you're okay and and so those of us who are not into evangelism or working for god don't think you are safe don't think you are established you are okay in church don't think so at all no backsliding backsliding nobody plans to backslide it creeps up on you nobody says that this is the year i backslide what happens is you wake up one day hey where am i then you can hear pigs next door then you know you are down you are down yeah no i'm not i don't i don't know yeah as for many are perishing there are lots they are perishing look if you don't do evangelism many are perishing in church outside church many are going down into destruction in church outside church you'll be amazed you'll be amazed and and some don't look bad at all but they are just going down five virgins five virgins it's, it's not it's not a it's not a simple thing at all i i, I hear this morning and I mean, I like what Bishop Freddie also said about the elder brother. I mean, I never thought about it before until he said it. He says, I have never transgressed your commandments. He told the father, I have never disobeyed you. I have never done something contrary to your will. But still, he didn't have the father's heart. And still, he was unlike the Father. And I tell you, going to heaven is not what you, what you confess, but it is to have the Father's likeness that we are being transformed into one degree of another. Yeah. I never transgressed any of your commandments. Some of you are here. You have never sinned before. Not the sin as we count sins. You have never sinned. The, the sins, the, the big three or the big five, or the big seven whatever your count is you have not done some but you have not also you don't have the father's hearts yeah that's 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 why we need to become evangelist as you preach as you go out and preach the the, the gospel to people you'll be amazed you are saving yourself you are saving yourself you'll be amazed at how when you talk to somebody about his life you remember your own life remember the own things you have done yourself and then you go back and change them you are saving yourself are you here this morning 
Many are perishing. Yeah, in church, outside church. And so that's why you are alive. That's why Jesus has left you on this earth. I told you earlier on that I have, some years ago, I, I came to the understanding that long life is, is just a, a gift from God. And, and one day the, the Lord was, I was asking God to, to do me good. I mean, you should, you should do me good. Then he, he just said something to me. He said, when you see a, a master beating his child and you are the houseboy, what should you th- suspect? <laughs> what should you think? You can be beaten easily. Yeah, if the master is beating his child with a cane and you are the houseboy in the house, you should be ready for anything at all. Or am I mistaken? Yeah. So he said, if me, God Almighty, with all power and all authority, my son can die 33, what about you? What about you? He said, if my son can pass through a cross suffering, why can't you? Hey. So I, I began to reevaluate my life. That is not simply um, taking all these things for, for granted, but it is, it is something very important. Amen. So don't take it lightly that you are still alive go to the cemetery i i go to cemeteries whenever there's a funeral i go to cemetery, i walk around and i look at the gravestones they tell a story go and do some you will see your classmates same age same sex just like you and some even younger than you lying there peacefully that journey has ended you see nowadays i mean because of the, the the elections coming you see many posters up and down look there are posters of people passed away 35 49 27 21 16 every kind of age some is in the grave but you are sitting here you are sitting here and 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 you are no better hey you are no better and it's not your health I can tell you, one of my friends, very health conscious, two very health conscious, three very health conscious. I mean, health conscious. Hey! No drinking, no smoking, watching his weight, exercising. Hey! Saturday, Sunday morning joggers, white socks and white canvas. I mean, those who were just in you know the white socks white canvas he's walking briskly and keeping himself fit yeah trying to stay alive i've buried him already yeah one day he just just dropped dead just dropped dead and you are alive still some of you are overweight some of you have high cholesterol you have look as you are sitting here you you don't know you have sickness inside your body thank god for the prophet's prayers i said thank god 
Those prayers. Those who drive cars. Some of you should be dead by now. Foolish overtaking. Yeah. Those who drive cars, especially the young men who have driven cars before, out of stupidity or ignorance, I'm not sure what it is. You should be dead by now. I have friends who tell me all their friends are dead. Yes. You should be dead also. I said you should be dead also. Yeah. Some of you are just lucky that God saved you in time from, from something. No. I mean, since I, I began to consider that Jesus, the two best men in the world, Jesus and John the Baptist, both of them, 30 and 30, 33, that's when their lives ended. No, 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 no. Long life is no, is no, I may say, ah, that's scripture, three score and ten. That's your scripture. That's your scripture, three score and ten. What I'll say that our prophet's prayers for us is working. Yeah. And, and grace is covering us. But why are you still alive? Philippians. Philippians chapter 1. This scripture, I, I believe we all know it. Uh, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. It's a very, very common scripture, you know. And um, 121. But look at 122. But if I live, I, I, I wanted a modern translation to make it easier. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. That's why I'm alive. If I live, if I live, I can do what? More fruitful work for Christ. That's the only reason. Then he says, I'm torn between two desires. I long to go and be with Christ, which would be far better for me. Yeah. I know what is good. But look at verse 24. But for your sakes, whose sakes? Somebody else's sakes. But for your sakes, it is better that I continue to live. That is why I am alive. For somebody's sake. Not for my sake. Not for my... No, no, no. You, me, I've already achieved... God has blessed me. I've come to see my son. I've seen my son's son, son's daughter. I've seen, I've seen a few things. No. If, if God takes me away, I cannot complain. He has been good to me. I cannot complain. But if I live, it is better for your sakes. It is better that I continue to live. I am alive for your sakes. Oh, please. Bishop, you're welcome. I'm alive for your sakes, not for my sake. Then look at verse 25. Knowing this, I am convinced that I will remain alive so I can build a house. So I can buy a car finally. So I can pay all my debts. So I can travel finally to America. No. I will remain alive so that I can continue to help 
all of you to grow and experience the joy of your faith that's why i'm alive that is why i'm alive no other reason there is no other reason and listen to this and when i come to you again you will have even more reason to take pride in who in christ jesus because of what he is doing through me put your hands together that's why you are alive that's that's that there is no other reason why we are alive there's nothing that, to achieve you want to achieve wealth i don't know when you become a multi-millionaire you want to build a house many houses are uncompleted you want to buy a car people have cars they are bedridden legs amputated they are, have stroke cars are parked you want to get things that you will never enjoy no this is the reason why you are alive this the, if i live if i live i can do more fruitful work for christ not for myself nothing i have nothing to do for myself i am torn between two desires to go and be with christ which will be far better for me you see to to contemplate your own mortality many of us haven't done that to contemplate your life's ending that oh as my life is ending what am i going to see i've had to contemplate that before the ending of my own life once i had a diagnosis and i and as i was lying there doctor was talking to doctor and i was lying down there i said i'm the one they're discussing <laughs> i'm the one they are discussing like that back and forth back and forth not somebody else me <laughs> and i said hey i said i better prepare myself for my departure i began to dash money easily i'm not lying i began to dash myself finish it's good we are going yeah but if you are if you don't have a certain mind about jesus to live is christ before die can begin you the living must be christ that is why for me to go is far better and 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 the christ the christ we are living for he came to seek and to save the lost the christ you say you are living for him he has gone he has left you as an ambassador he, that's why he came and that's why he said that knowing this i am convinced i will remain alive so i will continue to help all of you knowing this that there's work to be done i'm, I'm happy in my life i'm happy in my life i mean sometimes i'm tired of this world and sometimes i feel it's okay what i've seen is good enough i've i've seen something and sometimes i i long i i look at i, I think of the peace that heaven would bring i mean sometimes the pressures of this world are a lot yeah and the peace then i i think that no we've not finished our work we've not finished our work there's work to be done when they when i i was my doctors were discussing me about uh, how it could go you know 
I remember first a sadness at departing this world. A sadness that, oh, so I'm, I'm among those who died early. <laughs> then, then there comes a, a, a feeling that, no, we have not gone yet. And if we know how we'll die, that, you see, when, how many have filled an exam before? You see, until you fill an exam, eh, you are always tense. After you fill the first word, you become hardened. <laughs> and the fear of failing is gone. I used, to, I used to drive, I used to drive alone across Tamale, back and forth alone, very often. Then I used to think that, hey, what will happen if one day I get a breakdown at night? What will happen? Then one night, <laughs> I was driving. And as I was driving, I saw smoke coming from under my bonnet. I said, ah, today be the day. <laughs> and I had a breakdown. And I stopped on the road. It was just a, a gasket that had bent. So they were able to repair it. But about two years later, I was driving again. And then my timing belt broke. And I got down. At this time, I didn't care at all. I'll be here before. The fear is gone. Yeah. You see, you must remove the desire and the fear for everything of this earth. That's where it means to live is Christ. And then you can say that it is, I know it's good to go. Oh, yeah. And one day we'll go in due course at the appropriate time in the right circumstances by whatever means the master chooses to call you home we'll go and it doesn't mean and don't, don't look don't be angry if they call you elio do you hear just say that my time has come and but pray the, the the key is for your sakes it is better that i live not for my sakes for somebody's sake so my being alive is to benefit somebody else somebody will be so glad i am alive and that's why paul says that your giving will result in somebody else giving thanksgiving to god second Corinthians chapter 9 your giving will make somebody else thank god that's how it must be that your living your breathing your being in church will make somebody thank god somebody will say that lord thank you for this guy who came into my life thank you for this guy who who i crossed his path because of you a family will be repaired because of you marriage a man will marry a born again woman and a woman will marry a born again man and that remember the rich man he and all his family were destined for hell but if you save one man and this man marries a woman have a whole family born again a whole family i think bishop said it that the woman's can be the covering of the husband if she's correct and she's prayerful if you save one person you don't know what you have done it's not one person oh it's just the beginning of a chain reaction and no one knows where it's going may you be a savior of men i said may you be a savior of men many are perishing around us but because of you one person one one person in a month it sounds too easy but we have to because we are doing even worse we are doing even worse
Oh, put your hands together. This, this, this morning, wherever your inner man is, your stomach, your heart, your head, wherever, put your hand there and just pray for yourself. Lord, let me not waste my life. Let me not live a useless life. Let me be a savior of men. Just pray for yourself this morning. That Lord, let me not be one who comes and goes as a, a, a vapor whose life is just a wind, a wind in the air. But let me be, Lord, responsible for somebody's salvation. Just pray, pray for yourself that I, I will live as long, as long as God permits me. And may God need me alive. May God need me alive to make a difference in this world. May it please God to extend my days because so long as I'm alive, I'm making a difference. So long as I breathe, somebody's being born again. Every month, every month, one man, one woman, one child being born again. Every month, people are being added to the kingdom of heaven. Every month, something is happening in this world because of me. Just put your hand on your heart and just pray. the purpose that's the purpose of my life somebody else that's the reason why I'm alive somebody else that's why I breathe that somebody else will breathe and live and this morning I pray pray Lord for every everyone here I pray Lord that let a certain spirit the spirit of our father that drives him to go far at great cost great expense great inconvenience to others to win one soul somewhere that doesn't seem to benefit us but seems to benefit the kingdom of the father Peter that spirit of the father will come upon us right here in Kumasi in the name of Jesus I pray God that all of us here will be transformed to become saviors of men. We transform to make ourselves people who will change the lives of others. And Father, may we live for you. Thank you. Thank you so very much that as we spend our lives, it's not spent in vain, but it's an investment for eternity. Thank you for these days. Let them be life-changing days. Let them be days that will transform us from ordinary human beings to saviors, soul winners, and cause us to have a new reason why we are alive, to enjoy every single day, every single moment of obeying the master, going out to bring in the harvest that is ripe unto some harvesting thank you thank you lord for touching us thank you for touching our hearts and removing the blindness the delusion the darkness in our minds the selfishness thank you for casting it out of our lives and thank you for helping us helping us to become more like our father and like our savior 
thank you so 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 very much in Jesus name and all the saints said amen amen, amen.